you rather deny an opportunity to do what you do at a high level mm-hmm. and work a job that you complain about every every damn week mm-hmm. and say, damn, why I go to work every day? Why do I got to do all these hours? Why do I come here? And that's that's a, that's a frustrating thing about some people in the work system. They complain about their job, but yet they could be doing something better themselves, but they won't do it. Was if you can want to complain so much, you just leave, right? Should be that simple, right? It's people that are doing great at the jobs there right now, and they can do their own thing, but they still don't leave. Making six, seven, eight figures. Yeah. But they just don't leave. I guess they're too comfortable. <laughs> they're afraid to go out on their own, but they know they're not getting paid their work where they're at, but they still stay there. Yeah, and I mean... I think some of it too, because I've seen it before, you know, working in warehouses. Sometimes when you making a certain amount, your life really revolve around you making that amount of money that you're used to making, right? Even though you can make more money doing something else, you're not going to jump straight to making equal or more. You're probably going to have to take less and work yourself up. So I think that's what, that's where some people kind of don't want to leave like the warehouse or wherever it may be to work in their field or their you know their their skill level to their talent or their gift because you're going to have to take that pay cut at first you know you have to work yourself back up so i can see why someone would be afraid to just leave you know as opposed to you know, just saying, you know, well, you know what? I feel like I would be a great uh, fashion designer, knowing that you aren't going to sell that many, you know, sweatshirts or whatever to be able to pay your bills at first. But you do believe, like, over time, you'll be able to fully, you know, pay for, you know, have the money to, you know, afford the things in life. So I can see why it would cause people to be hesitant, though. But that's why you got to put yourself in a situation of, all right, that's where one budgeting comes into play because how how I look at a job right now, if I was to kind of go back to that mindset of going to workforce with the mindset I have now, I'm working a job to prepare for my career. That's how I, at least starting out after a certain point when you have a plan of what you're trying to do, this is what's why I have a job because I'm working on my career, towards my career. And also, you have to, in certain situations, take the short to make the long game. That's where planning comes into play. Because in order to prepare for what you're really trying to do, you have to change. Don't not be afraid to jump to that next level or jump, which means you have to do take certain sacrifices as far as mm-hmm. less time with your family. Mm-hmm. Maybe a slight pay cut at first, but you got enough money saved so you can figure it out. Or you get another side hustle, hustle on the side that kind of backs up that little pay cut you had. But at least you know you're getting farther in your career by doing that. Mm-hmm. And by doing all that, change your lifestyle, change your way of living, and just working your tail off and just gaining more knowledge and experience every day. And then eventually over time, it's not, it might 
take long. It might not. Who knows? You get where you're trying to be, and then you go on from there. Because as they always say, success isn't overnight. It's really a long, growing process that people may or may not like. But at the end of the day, if it's what you want to do and you have a plan and you really want to do it, it's going to be done. It's going to get done, no questions asked. No issues, no, oh, no, I'm going to wait. No, no, we're doing this right now, today. Let's, Let's go, let's get it. Because I'm not going to be the one that's going to sit and say, I hate my job. I'm not going to be like my parents or your parents if they do it or whoever's parents. Just speaking from like perspective anyway, I say, hey, I hate going to work. I don't want to go to work today. <laughs> I know y'all know. I know some of y'all out there, y'all parents said that since y'all were kids. And I know y'all don't want to repeat that cycle. So that's why, because we all have a gift and we all have a reason that we can do what we do and profit off of. And especially nowadays, there's no reason why all all of us should be sitting around not expounding and making money off of our gifts and monetizing. Yeah, I definitely think any time in life where, you know, you want to go from doing something outside of the normal in particular, like a nine to five and you're going to chase more so something like a career or you're going to turn something that was, you know, once a hobby into a career. I definitely think it comes with sacrifice because at first you're either going to be doing it for the men, you're either going to be doing it for free or for the minimum. You know, you just, you're not going to jump straight into, um, I'm not even going to say make an average wage or profit from your service or whatever you're doing. But I think at first you have to, because I think that's almost like a part of like the whole marketing and um, the strategy of being able to be independent. Um, Everywhere I've ever seen, you know, most businesses, even when they open for where I grew up, most of the time when they come to the neighborhood and they're doing something for the first time, they give away a signature, like a restaurant, they give away a signature dish for free. Like if it's a breakfast place, they give away uh, 200 free sausage biscuits or whatever to different businesses in the neighborhood to, you know, so I feel like you're going to have to do something for free. It's because I'm going to tell you why. It's the word of mouth strategy. So let's say, you're an independent artist, right? And you're trying to get people to listen to your music, listen to your stuff. You're passing around your materials, whatever you may have. Let's say you're in, you have a show in Charlotte, and now you're in Raleigh, and now you're in Greensboro, Greenville. And each place you go, you put a little something on the side of everybody's car, on the driver's side window. And it's a little download link card to your news music. It's free. Just they go there, they listen to it. Now let's say you hit a hundred people in each of those cities. So let's say about four or five cities, right? It's four or five hundred people. Mm-hmm. At least about forty to fifty people will probably give a response, mm-hmm. or maybe a little less, ten percent rule type things, right? But you keep doing it. And now you're building a fan base. 
let's say, going back to the food, they're passing a the free food out so they can build their clientele. Mm-hmm. So next Sunday or whatever day they're open, they have people saying, hey, you have any more of those biscuits? I got money now. Mm-hmm. And then word goes around the neighborhood. Then word goes around the city. Word goes around the town. Mm-hmm. Now we have a profitable business because we spent that money investing into ourselves and into our marketing, which is passing on these free items. And now we're putting up promo videos, host catering events if it's food, hosting and creating our own shows if it's an artist, collaborating with a few other unknown artists and having our own little performance show. Not an open mic, but an actual show between those three artists. And now they all are building up each other's fan bases and building up their clientele. And now we have a profitable business that we can start making money off of. Now, the way they might have got that is either a loan or they had some cash saved up and or they had an investor. Mm-hmm. And they're using that money to fund it. So now everything's starting to profit and now they're able to get back. Now they're gonna be bumps and rolls, gonna be ups and downs like in anything. But for the most part, that's pretty much why they do that. Well, you know, they say when you go into trying to work for yourself or trying to find a hobby or a passion or, you know, something in the side hustle, if it's something that you wouldn't do for free, a lot of times meaning like if you had some free times on your hand and it's not something that you would put your hands on, it's probably not the thing for you to go into because if you go into a lot of things just for money money is usually going to come but sometimes money doesn't come as fast as people want it so that's why a lot of people when they get into things like um you know working for themselves and things like that they lose sight and they don't want to continue to do it because honestly the money is going to come slow at first because you're starting out and a lot of times you're going to put more into it in the beginning than you're actually going to get from doing it just because you're building up your fan base or your brand, but you just have to be strategic and, you know, stay like stay the course. And, you know, eventually, you know, you'll break even and then it'll pay itself off. But a lot of times people look for like, I call them get rich quick schemes. Like, I mean, it's basically what it is. Like you think, um, just gonna start doing something. You're gonna see somebody else do it. You don't even really like to do it, but you know it make a lot of money and it looks cool. So you're gonna start doing it, and you think immediately like you're gonna get paid from it. Um, but it usually doesn't work like that, especially if it's not a a passion. Because a lot of times, anybody that does business for themselves, you know, the the craziest. I'm not gonna say the craziest, but the the hardest or the weirdest conversations you will have when you offer services to anybody. Once you start mentioning prices and, you know, things like that, a lot of times you realize that it is a lot of just like talking and lip service. Um, just because, I mean, and if, even if it's not, they're going to try to negotiate you out of the first price that you give them. So I think that's another part of it too. Where people, go, you have to realize that, I mean, I know you're going to say find your clientele, but, you know, at the same time, you may have your price in mind. You might, and 
they may be like, well, you know, man, I just want to, no matter what you say, like, you may have, you might be stern on your price, like, whatever it is you charge. Lower the price, lower the work. Yeah. So. So, like he said a second ago, I, I've been, because this, this question has coming up a lot since we've been hanging out, since he's, him and other guys have been interning at the studio, and they kind of been like, yo, so, what about... How do I pitch the price of my beats or my production or my service to other people, but they don't want to budge? I said, it's not the price, it's the client. If the client can't afford to pay, you got to find another client. Now, if they want to lower the price, you got to lower the work as well. Say, all right, somebody may want a sampled beat, right? And they want it a certain way, want it to sound a certain way. Say, hey. I want this for all right. I charge three fifty, but I'm only able to pay. But the client's only able to pay around two hundred. I said, all right. You find a sample. You can try to make the chops, and you send it. I'll put some drums over it. Then you have two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And then you pay me two hundred dollars, and then you have your beat. <laughs> that's that's the only way you're gonna get the beat. Then they may reconsider. That price, like, uh, they may call for three fifty now because they don't want to do all that shit. They don't. They may not have a program that can chop up the sample, or they may not be able to find a drum kit that they wanna. Or they might. Who knows? But when it goes to offering your services, it's never your price. It's the client. However, though, once you build up your resume, you start getting more experience and doing more jobs. That's when your price is going to be more justifiable when you say it to people as well. And at the same time, most likely, since you're doing a great job, the people who you're servicing are going to tell, you, tell more about you to other people. And then they're going to tell them about other people and other people. That means your name's going to be going around automatically. So words going to go around that you are the guy or the girl woman for this. And this is that they pay, but they do great work. You see what they did for me, such and such. Man, you right. Um, Before you go, though, sometimes you, in the beginning, you may have to cut the short and just do some experience work, such as interning, if you're in video PAing, if you're looking for a studio, just sitting in, interning, or washing production or you know watching your youtube videos and just saving the money you get for your job you might have to do that at first but after you do enough of that you keep getting your reps up and you get your first few clients in and you start going out and meeting more people because that's very essential too you don't just go on the internet and squander up clients all day that's one way to do it but touching the people and knowing who's around you in your area, in your city, in your state, that's going to be beneficial too because that's going to introduce you to more people in other areas that you that may, you may not even think need your services, but just having a conversation and going to certain events where these people are at and are available, they just pop up and you get to talking. And y'all happen to come up on some business and then you hand them a card or your information and then a few days or a month or a few later, 
you got another client that you didn't expect. But you can never be afraid to take step one. And if you believe you can do it, to go for it. I think that's like, it's like number one, um, no matter what. If you believe you can you can do it, and I believe, I believe if, even if, like I say, you make it to where you wanted to make it to, in, you know, life or whatever. I just feel like if you're passionate about something and you love doing it, I don't think success is necessarily defined by, like music, for example. I know a lot of people look at music like boom or bust. Like if you don't make it to B to MTV, you kind of wasted time. Um, you know, if you don't, you know, be on, you know, some big mainstream, you know, TV show or you know, the radio or something like that. I don't necessarily, I don't agree with it at all. I think if you're passionate about something, first of all, I think if you get the opportunity to work in it, whether it's, uh, you know, part-time or full-time, I think that's something to be grateful for and be proud of, you know. And, you know, I don't think it should be defined by, um, you know, media, you know, hype. Um, I think as long as you're happy doing it, I really think and as long as you can continue being happy doing it, you know, I don't know how long that could be. That could be a year. That could be five years. It could be 10, 20, 30 years. As long as you're happy to continue to do it, I think you're being successful. Um, so, I mean, that's how I look at it. I don't think success is defined by, you know, do you have a, you know, a platinum plaque on the wall from a, you know, a beat, a collaboration you had. I think as long as, um, you know, you're happy, you're still passionate, you still enjoy doing it. Um, I think that is success. I don't think it's defined by, um, even though, you know, if you could be a producer or something and, you know, you can be invited to like the BET Awards. Or something. I mean, that would be great too, you know, but I don't necessarily think that defines success or, you know, it doesn't define the success, but it makes the price grow. Yeah, it does. So, <laughs> say that for sure. Yeah, it hey. does. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> it do, it doesn't hurt. But I don't think if you are a producer or you know, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now that you could do that people would look at it like, well, you ain't doing it as big as this person. So Grammys. Yeah. So like, like a producer, everybody know. Uh, what's the most famous producer you think everybody probably know? Like even I ain't gonna say just hip hop. We said like Timberland or Diddy, 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 Dr. Dre, Diddy. I'll say Diddy for sure. So even though you may not be as big as them, like I mean, people look at like if you if you're not known like them, then you're probably not as successful. But or I don't really look at it like that though. I mean, obviously you probably don't have more money. Probably not as successful, but. I don't think you're a failure if you don't reach, you know, where they where they reached. You know, I think some people like, especially with music. Um, this is actually a whole nother. This could be a whole nother podcast right here too. I think, <laughs> just because I think, you know, certain fields that people work in, even people who 
design clothes. They come up with their own brand. Just because you don't sell, you know, like Yeezy or some of the other brands, it doesn't mean that you know, you're not successful. I think anytime you can offer a service and your service is, again, as long as you're passionate about it, you enjoy doing it, and, um, you know, you love it, even though your service doesn't isn't going to gross what four billion whatever easy is worth i think if you have people that you know support you and you know you love doing it and i think that is success i don't think it's defined by money or status necessarily i just think as long as the passion is there you know and supporting i mean even not even really that big on support because i mean I just think if you love doing it, then, I mean, you are successful if you are fortunate enough to work in it. Yeah. Well, support always helps bring in the dollars, man. Yeah. I, 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 all right. Let me, let me circle back first. Boom. All right. First of all, yes, that, that is very important. Actually helping and loving what you do. That's, of course, important. Support comes into play to make it profitable. That's the end goal of starting a business at the end of the day is you can make it profitable. Yeah, what I mean by support, though, like some people don't look. I mean, you got to realize nobody's I said nobody. People going to support their favorite celebrity more than they're going to support probably the person from like their neighborhood. Oh, well, that's that's, yeah. Oh, in that case, yeah, that's. Most likely, your friends and your family are not going to be the first one to support you, yeah, that's and that's I mean. okay. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's normal, actually, because yeah. they don't understand yeah. what you're trying to do. A stranger will understand what you're trying to do and accomplish more than your friends and family work because they didn't grow up that way. Plus, with friends and family, a stranger will understand it because friends and family, they didn't deal with you. So when all right, so when you decide to start working for yourself or something like that, a lot of times. You start spending less time with family. You start going out less with friends. So to them, it's more so you're changing, and they can't really understand your where you're really trying to go, or your sense of direction. As a stranger, they don't know you other than you trying to achieve it. So they get a different perspective. If you get what I'm saying, like family see you going from being one way, and then you become business minded. It's just like, oh, what's gotten into him, friend? What's gotten into him? Or he's trying to do this, but. A stranger only can see this hardworking man trying to achieve something. So they don't know you from being any other way. So it's easy for a stranger to walk up and be like, you know, they support what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve as opposed to family. It's just like, I don't know what's gotten into them, but, you know, good luck. Unless your family is born like-minded or entrepreneurs or has an entrepreneurial spit spirit or business spirit mm. then most likely they're not going to understand what you're trying to do because they didn't grow up that way they weren't raised that way which is fine but it may come to the to the up-and-coming entrepreneurs and business men and women out there there are going to be times when your family and friends look at you sideways because you say a certain sentence or have a certain way of thinking and they have no idea what you're talking about and they kind of sneak dish you indirectly that's fine you still love them, but you're gonna have to start hanging out with them less because you don't they don't think on your same wavelength. That just is what it is and what it has to be. Because 
it's it's really a small percentage of people that have a business mindset because most people just work jobs that they don't like or they hate or they work jobs because they're comfortable and they may actually want to work it. But if you had to pick a percentage of people that actually own businesses and are workers, the owners have a smaller percentage because you need more workers one to run a company. And not many people, especially nowadays, have the mindset to actually start and create something of their own that they want to own or create something that they're going to sell for a bigger profit once they build it up. And the way of a life of a business man, woman, or an entrepreneur is different than a regular what we were taught in school or what was taught in the older days of living because the hours are different. The types of research is different. The type of attire is different depending on what field you're working in. Inventory, cash flow, ups and downs, research, hard work, environments you have to be in, so forth. It's a lot that goes into it. And figuring out marketing plans, invest, getting investors and loans, all that jazz. It's a lot that goes on. Dropping out of school, if you're part of that crowd, not finishing college or high school, maybe it all depends. People not going to understand. And that's okay, though. Because as long as you know what you're trying to do, or at least you're figuring it out, ain't nothing going to stop you unless you, because you got to keep your head. You got to keep your head right, tight, and keep building and growing every single day. In order to change your life, you have to change your lifestyle. I'm going to keep saying it. Because if you don't change the lifestyle, you're going to be doing the same thing you did five years ago. And that's not good if you're really trying to get to the next level. You got to wake up earlier. That's just what it is. I'm I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting there. It's taking a second, but I'm getting there. If you want to get more done today, you have to wake up earlier. Now, in the music industry, that gets shaky sometimes because there's going to be some clients you have that are going to want a late session. And you just going to do what you got to do. And you'll have to figure that out in the next few days. Because <laughs> it's going to be sometimes we have a 12 to 5 session like I have. 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. And you ain't going to be able to control that. That's the only time they was able to come in that situation. So as long as they pay, hey, we getting it in. I think. And I don't mean no harm when I say this. I think. Going into business and trying to work for yourself is like the second biggest risk you can take in life. I think the biggest risk you can take in life is getting married. Mm. 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 <laughs> but um, I just think that's the that's the second biggest risk you can take mm. in life. But yeah, that's a whole nother podcast too, mm. really. But <laughs> but I definitely think that's like. The second biggest risk because it's so much riding on that and the risk it's going to require so much of you in the beginning that you know you're learning and you're making mistakes kind of sort of at the same time and some mistakes you're not going to be able to correct right then it's not going to be a quick fix sometimes a mistake you make you may actually start being successful and still be paying for it you know, later on down the road, it's not going to be like, you know, you're going to make the mistake today 
and then next week you're going to be able to start correcting it. Some of it may take, you know, years. So going into business is like, it's not really a set of rules you can go by. You can have like a strategy, but it's not like a set of rules just because even if you go by your strategy or even if it was a set of rules, it's like you can have four people going to the same business at the same time with the same rules, but everybody's going to encounter something different along the way. So it's always going to be detours and things that pop up and um, it's going to take you a different route. So nobody's journey is going to be the same and nobody's experience is going to be the same. And you may go into it thinking that you're going to do things this way, but along the way, your journey and your experience is going to show you that the way that you thought you was going to do it is not how you're going to do it. You're going to do it this way just because you're going to learn that that mindset that you had really was going to cripple possibly like your growth, money, um, brand, just all of it together. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, that's part of it, too. Uh, just being able to really like adjust on the fly and, uh, you know, capitalize on any opportunities that come about as you, you know, take that journey. So it's not for the, what they said, weak, faint of heart. It's not for those people to try to go into business because, I mean, I mean, it's it's tricky. I'm put to you this way, man. If you're afraid to get rejected, don't be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Don't no. tell. <laughs> if you get your heart broken by getting rejected by a female or a male, don't try to go in business for yourself because you're going to learn quick. <laughs> if you're expecting everybody to like the services or uh, your pitch, your pitch, it's probably not for you either just because you're going to have people who are going to tell you how they think you should do it. And if you don't do it the way that they think you should do it, you're automatic. You're automatically bad. Like, I think you should be able to do this and offer me this. And it's just like, well, no. And it's just like, well, you know what? You're a trash. Or they're going to hit you with, if you're not established yet, what's in it for me? Yeah. Do what you what do you have to offer me? You say you're trying to do this for me mm. or with me. What do I have to gain messing with you? Mm. And you may not be able to give a good answer, or you may not really have much to offer, or yeah. even if or you do. Or on the flip side, it may be like, what do you have by lose? What do you have to lose by doing it the way I'm asking you? Because if I walk away, you're gonna lose business. But if you do it the way I'm saying, at least you get to see what I'm saying, and you still get compensated, possibly out of it, even though I may not like it, at least you took a chance to, you know, do it my way. So it's like, it's almost like they try to, I'm not even going to say poor rank because a lot of times the people that's going to try to tell you how you should do it, they don't even know, they don't even know your feel necessarily. They just know like the service, if that makes sense. They know the service, but they don't understand the process. So they'll try to tell you how it should be when they don't understand how it worked. So, I mean, they may threaten you with that. If I leave, then you don't get nothing. 
There's always yeah. another, like like another hoe. There's always another client. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. just because that client want to walk out, man, you can find another one. It may take. It may not. It may not even take that long, depending on what you're doing or what time it is. Yeah. And that goes into something else I've been kind of thinking about lately is a lot of artists want to be get broke or want to get in the industry and be famous or whatnot. I've been watching a lot of content recently based on that topic alone. Mm. And it takes a lot of money to break somebody as an artist. It It takes a lot of money to be broken as an artist. It's not cheap. I saw a video where it said it takes at least a hundred and fifty thousand just to break somebody, and that's just to break them. <laughs> now, keep in mind, in order to get to the level of being broken per se, you either have to get an investor, raising your own money, your own capital possibly getting a loan a business loan if you have the knowledge nowadays and also saving the money you get from doing your shows and selling your products but you have to build all of that first and you have to take your artistry seriously and grind studying the game studying your style actually owning the production that you're making your music on having the right people around you that's going to actually build your brand and your artistry to a level that looks professional having your stuff prepared before you do your sessions having the idea of what you're going to do for your project set in stone for the most part while you're working on it and building and getting better at your craft every single day, having your social media presence up and running. There's a lot that goes into it, and knowing how you are on the road while you're doing your shows and being able to do your shows by traveling. You won't, you're not going to have the audience at first, but everybody starts from somewhere. So you got to start doing your fifty, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollar shows, ten thousand, then twenty thousand, whatever, whatever, once you start building it up. But you gotta build it up and know what you're trying to do and accomplish and know what it takes. It takes a lot. But in order to be successful artists, you have to have a money. You cannot be broke and want to be an artist. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You cannot be working a regular job and trying to balance being an artist because just making your music going to cost you about depending on where you at two to five thousand really realistically i'm not gonna say it can't work even if it does work you're in debt from the jump i think i seen an article one time where it was like to for an artist to get like their song played on the radio it can cost anywhere between like $150,000 to $250,000 to be played on like a mainstream. That's the break. That's the break. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. even then, like, even if they put that money up, like, from all those shows that you're doing, even if you're making 50000 they have to get that money back. So, like, you may be making 50000 or they're telling you you're going to make fifty, but 
like you probably ain't taking home more than like like fifteen because they're gonna try to get it back like that. Depending on if you're signed to a label or not. Now, if you're somehow doing that independently, then you're going to see more of a profit margin. But if you're signed to a label, oh, yeah. If you're signed to a label, you're in debt from the jump because it's a loan. They're giving you a business loan. That's what The label is like a bank for real. They're giving you a business loan to fund your career. And whatever you spend from it, you have to pay it back through your album sales. And if you don't, whatever you don't pay back, it gets carried over to the next album. And the next budget, and the next budget, they either could shelve you or keep funding you, but you're still going to be in rollover debt because whatever debt you have from the last project is going to keep rolling over until you pay it off. That's why artists are stuck in their contracts for so long, because their debt is just rolling over, rolling over, (laughs) rolling over. And then at the end of the day, they're never able to own their music because they sign their rights away and the debt gets too long and that music end up become you know end up start you know to be trash just because they're not even doing it anymore because they love it they're doing it because they have to pay a debt off like they're just hoping that just off their name that album sells you know it hit a certain number so they can pay on that debt you know to get out of it so it's not even that they really even care about the quality of music anymore it's just that contract said that i wouldn't say that only reason i wouldn't say that is because i believe some people do care about the music it's just they don't know the business they're signed up for no i'm not saying that i'm saying you can tell just it's almost like you can tell almost like a rush production or something it's just like they're just trying to put something out to hopefully gain money to uh you know help pay that debt off not that they don't love it anymore not even that they didn't understand the business it's just like they wasn't expecting to be overwhelmed the way that they were with like that debt they didn't expect to take this long to pay it off because i mean it's hard to convince you know somebody growing up you know in the hood or something like that that you know if you sign this deal you know right here right now you know, we're going to put, you know, this amount of money in your pocket, but, you know, you're also going to owe us this. It's kind of hard to say. They said take it or leave it. Not too many people are going to be able to say, you know, I'm going to walk away from that at 250000 right here tonight. So many examples, though. I, I, I understand this point is definitely refutable, but it, there's so many examples. But walking away from it? Of, of what happens when you take it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. many examples. Yeah, yeah, I get it, but it's, like I said, it's hard though. Like imagine growing up with little to nothing, and somebody put a, a suitcase in front of you with, you know, two hundred fifty thousand to say it's yours. All you do is sign right here, or you're gonna go back home to your little to nothing, and you know, little to nothing is you don't know what you're gonna eat tonight. You don't know what your your, your family's gonna, you know, what your mama's gonna eat. You don't know who's gonna pay the rent, how you gonna pay the rent, but the money's right there. So it's almost like you have to almost like bet on yourself and i guess that's where they that's where the i guess that's where it gets kind of like dirty you know and that's where it's like the grimy part of it because it's just like that's you, why they go broke yeah you, because you can't tell you can't tell a fool how to use money say so you spend how to actually properly not saying people that get it are fools but you can't tell anybody don't have the knowledge 
how to gain the knowledge when you first give it to them. And you know, as a label or a bank, it's not our job to tell you how to invest your money. Mm-hmm. So we just gonna give you this bag, in quotes, and we're gonna tell you, go make this. We're gonna put this behind you. We're gonna put you on these platforms. Make a return. Good luck. And we keep most of the money that you're gonna get. And we're taking a percentage off of everything you do. Everything. Shows included. Yeah, but like I said, man. I get you though. I get yeah. you. I get you. I heard I heard it so many times. I know. Yeah. It's, it's so it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's hard though, cause I mean, a decent paying job, like you gotta think about what a decent paying job would be for this area right here, right? Monthly. You gotta understand that. Like if somebody tell you you can do one show, you're gonna perform for an hour, and you're gonna make, like I say, fifty thousand. But when you do the math for a decent paying job, here a decent paying job may be, uh, no, let's say fifty five thousand a year. But you just made that in an hour, so you start doing the math. Even though you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of that money, it's kind of almost like, so what? What do I have to lose? Do I want to go back to the warehouse or would I rather just take that? So. It almost like, I mean, I don't really blame anybody that take that, that would take a deal like that. It's just, I mean, you know, in the long run, like, you just gonna have to enjoy the ride while it's good. I put it that way. Like, why you, why it's going good? You just gonna have to enjoy the ride because, like, it's eventually gonna, uh, it's gonna catch up with you though. Like, but, I mean, you just have to live it up while it's, while it going is good. I don't know, like marriage used to be, right? <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, they had a honeymoon night, and then the kids come into play, then she get fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to enjoy it while it's good. Then she get fat, then she want to divorce all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, then she ended up messing with the pool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you on child support. Hey, and now, hey, now she might end up messing with the trash man and possibly make more than you. Oh, man. <laughs> trash man raising your kids. Man, you got the dumpster. You got the dumpster carrying raising your kids, man. That's good. Man. Oh, man. I guess moral of the story is there are a lot of learning resources out there for each and every one of us. Now, Everyone has access to them, but will everybody know where to get those resources? No. But you can do whatever you can each and every day to just improve on yourself. It's a lot of ways to do it. I'm not the guru of none of this. I just have my thoughts and opinions on the situation. These are just our thoughts and opinions. You can take what we say, like it, use it, dislike it, don't use it. At the end of the day, our word ain't the law. We just have our opinions that we're putting out to the world. There is no law in life I think everything is situational That's a fair assessment I'm not mad at that I don't think anything I don't think there is no law to life I don't think there is no one way to do it If everybody did it one way How is that even living? You know, because then everything Then it's just more robotic It's like Like an on and off switch that's pretty much all it is. It's like it's robotic. You're gonna do the same thing every day. You're programmed to do the same thing. If you're going by the law of the land, 
So I don't believe there is a law to life with anything. Any anything you can name, I don't think there is a law to life or a happy life for that matter. I just think happiness state of being. Yeah, and happiness is also it is is not defined by one thing, which that's a whole nother podcast too, really. <laughs> happiness isn't defined by um you know, money, happiness isn't defined by relationship, happiness isn't defined by sex, happiness isn't defined by food, happiness isn't defined by uh, anything necessarily materialistic. Happiness is really, it's defined, I mean, it's different for different people. It's it's just like love. Love isn't, it doesn't have one definition. You can't define love because different people defined it define it by different things like love to one person might be buying them food love to another person might be taking them out love to another person might be marriage love to another person might just be just being somebody that they can talk to and a shoulder for them to cry on so i mean you can't define like life love happiness i just think if you try to put a definition on it, you're gonna shortchange yourself and somebody else, and you're gonna miss out on different things in life, opportunities, um, and like I said, life is just gonna be real robotic just because you're living by. If you live by rules, you gotta realize somebody came up with that rule. So, if you live by rules, that means you're living the way somebody else would live. So you're not living your life; you're living their life. So. If you follow life rules, then you're not even being yourself. You're being somebody junior. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're just it's like a, a carbon copy or something. I put it this way from my point of view. There's a right and a wrong way of doing things. That doesn't mean you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a right and yeah, you're right. It's a right and wrong way. I mean, you gotta do it. But honestly, some people can know this right and wrong. Some people can know it's wrong. But some people like the thrill of being wrong for the opportunity to make it right. So some people are gonna do the wrong thing and just to just to be able to, like I said, make it right. Some people are gonna do the right thing. Ain't gonna realize that that was super easy to do the right thing. I should have took more of a challenge, so I should have done it wrong, you know. So I think either way you look at it, I just still think. I mean, you can do different things in life, and just shouldn't be um, forced to do things one way. I guess without going into detail, because again, that's a whole nother another podcast um just life in general but i don't think there's a set rule to life with anything basically that's fair everybody has their own script and their own journey that is gonna go and that folks is the show if you want to find where this podcast is available 212 llc's pod on instagram two space one half LLCs 
podcast on all podcasting platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts. We are available everywhere. And if you want to find me everywhere, R E T R O D R E on Instagram, Retro Dre underscore on Twitter, and at Retro Soundwave W A V on Twitter. And also on all streaming platforms, Retro Dre as well, R capital, lowercase e, capital T, R O space D dot R dot capital e artist name on all streaming platforms it will never be the same album out deluxe version out as well out on all platforms and youtube channel same name you want to find me i am in all of those places and i'm your boy carter boy two five two one you can find me on instagram and that's it really <laughs> All platforms coming soon. Production tape. <laughs> but yeah, we appreciate y'all for viewing this in the morning, noon, and night, whatever you're listening or hearing this. This is the Two and a Half LCs podcast. I am one of your hosts, Retro Dre, and this is my guest, Antoine, aka Carter Boy Two One Two Five Two One. Yes, sir. And we are recording at AMI Studios. Shout out to AMI Studios. We appreciate them for giving us a home. And y'all want to come hit me up for for engineering services, y'all hit me up on Instagram, man. We'll go from there. Video services. Podcasting services, live streaming services. Y'all already know. Beats. Of course. (laughs) Graphic design, photographer enthusiasts, (laughs) photos. Y'all know what to do, man. Hit us up. Hit me up. Once you hit us up, we'll go from there. All right. Peace out.